Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. This episode is brought to you by Prospect, the premier streetwear brand and sneaker boutique based in sunny San Diego, California. Home to a curated selection of classic footwear from brands like Asics, New Balance, Kama, Saucony, as well as local and global main streetwear brands like Relief, Ellis, Rottweiler, Stussy, and more, not to mention their own Prospect label and the iconic Just a Kid from Dodo collection. Sneaker and streetwear enthusiasts can experience Prospect's curated boutique through their online store, and now you, Sneaker History listeners, can get 10% off all orders from the Prospect website with the code HISTORY10. That's promo code HISTORY10 at prospectsd.com. That's P-R-S-P-C-T-S-D.com. Georgian trying to shake off starts. Oh, what a move! Against Gill, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! Yeah! What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm here with my two compadres, Rode and Mike. How's everybody feeling today? You know what? I, I'm doing as good as Tim Tebow making a football team, so I'm all right. Did he make it? As <laughs> He's tight a tight end for the what, Jets or the Eagles. Yeah. Tight end for the Eagles. No. Jaguars. Jaguars, Jacksonville. That's where his uh, his stock is highest. Proud Florida Gator, Marrier. I I have to know that just off of principle alone. (laughs) Shout out to Urban Meyer giving Tim Tebow that plucky young upstart another job and another chance. Because you know, there's one thing white quarterbacks need. It's yet another opportunity. (laughs) When was the last time somebody really was out of it for that long? Gronk was out of it for like a year and a half. Yeah, but he's not been 30 yet. Yeah, Tebow's been out for like five, six years at least. I believe so. Yeah. He played for the Mets for like the last three years. Or the Mets AAA team. He's the closest thing we've had to a Bo Jackson type figure because he's trying every sport. He might even catch on in one of them. (laughs) He might be okay at something. Slow Mo Jackson instead of Bo Jackson. (laughs) Tag it. Trademark it. We we got him. Let's go. Mike, are you feeling team... T, uh, Tim Tebow-ish today? You know, feeling like a I winner? Mean, feeling like a winner. You know, I woke up breathing this morning. I, I can't I can't I can't complain. That's good. I promise you that nobody works harder on this podcast than my friend Mike. He comes in every day, he studies, he researches, he lifts his game up because that's what he's supposed to do. And it's a great day to be a gator, and it's an even greater day to be Mike. Yeah. I I feel like I just like landed just a top gig at a top team just now, like Road just gassed me up so much. I'm, I'm, I can't. That's I can't do my one uh, right now. imitation of the, of the Tebow speech that was so infamous. <laughs> no, 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 I, I think we've been all we've all watched too much of the Good Place because we here we are talking about Jacksonville like it's the greatest thing on earth. When <laughs> we show. we all know the Jacksonville it's Jaguars so are not the best. No, that's the funny thing you mentioned that, Robbie, because we were going through it, and that was the first exposure I had to the Duval chant. And the first time I heard it, I just recoiled because I was like, what the hell is that? And then I turned to the side, and my wife is having PTSD flashbacks. She goes, I thought I left that place. I was like, the good place? She goes, no, Jacksonville. That's the good play. Heaven, honey? You left heaven to come down here and spend time with me? What? Like, I appreciate you. (laughs) Anywho. Before this turns into a three-hour-long episode talking about all of our favorite TV show, The Good Place, let's talk about some shoes. What's everybody been rocking? What's everybody been copping or looking to cop? Let's what? go ahead and start off with you, Mike. Oh, we'll go start with me. All yeah, right. I'll go. Okay. 
I don't know. Sorry, I ran. I just threw. It was a 50-50 shot. Whose name came out of my mouth first? You know, you know what, Mike? I'll give you. I'll give you some runway. So I'll go ahead and start. I rock the PG one elements today. And Ooh. one thing that somebody once told me to do, and I finally did it, was swap out the black laces for orange, and it gives it an undefeated vibe. Which, speaking of which, hope everybody entered into the Kobe Five Hall of Fame draw, and hope everybody hits, or at least a third of us do. And then for what I'm looking to cop, I just saw the Luca Lowe's for the Jordan 35, and I'm in. I like the story that's being told. He is electrifying, and there is a certain electricity theme that's running through the shoe. So that's my rocking and copping. Mike, how about you? Oh, that's a fantastic shoe. Um, I was rocking good old Anter 4 right here, walking her dog today. And what I'm looking to cop is I'm seeing more and more like concrete evidence that this Miami Knight uh, LeBron 8 is coming out within the next month or month and a half. So that's what's on my radar right now. I will look what, what I, what I got to sell. I don't, what I got to sell back here to make sure I get that shoe because that has to come in my collection. Top, top five shoe for me. I don't think you'll have to sell much because your size shoe is going to be a very reasonable. You'll be looking at like two fifty, two fifty. I'm all right. With that. I can live I with that. I think you'll be okay. It's just so funny because that little who goes first spiel thing we just had is totally a Jason moment from the good place because I don't think of half the things that come out of my mouth. And it's just like a name. So very relatable. It's relatable on so many levels. Um, so those are you two's rocks and cops. Uh, my rock has been the Puma suede uh it's just city pack, I believe. There's no literal affiliation to the city of Los Angeles. I have a feeling due to jersey rights. Um, but that's that's the actual skyline of Los Angeles in a beautiful purple and gold. Uh, very good. You can't go wrong with some suede, man. And um, I've purposely been trying to keep a different shoe by my front door that aren't my Crocs. I'm trying to retire the Crocs for a little bit. And um, just slide on a different pair of everydayers. So this has actually been the past couple days everydayer. Nice. Uh, and when it comes to Coppin, like Mike, LeBron's all day. But still, the Kamikaze too low. It just keeps growing on me because I can just see myself. I have these really cool like black swim trunk feeling shorts. And they kind of look 90s. A 1996 low top version, black shorts, wear a really big stupid like Labrador Retriever t-shirt or like a pug face t-shirt. Something that's obnoxiously stupid with some really clean black and white shoes and some black shorts, a black hat. I love wearing really weird like a tie-dye cat shirt or a pug or a Labrador shirt. This whatever weird pet shirt I can find, I love to pair it with this really classic simple clothing. So, white and black kamikaze twos and a pug shirt, you will find me in these streets. You can get those early right now. I think they've been released like in Europe for a minute. So, if you check like SNS end, you can cop. I think they're what, 100 bucks? Man, I'll wait. <laughs> but I'm excited. I just don't like doing so. I'm such a cheap ass. It's like, oh, I got to pay. X amount of dollars in shipping was like probably 20 bucks, 25 bucks, ah, plus the time it takes to get here. And it's totally that $100 with free shipping versus $80 with $20 <laughs> shipping type like conundrum. <laughs> my brain, my brain to sees 20, $25 shipping. And it's like, ah, I can I can't justify it. Nope. <laughs> I can wait till it's stateside. <laughs> so question is no show socks or long socks with those kamikazes. How are you rocking them? I'm not going to lie. Stance socks with the little tab, the little tabity tab. Okay. Um, shout out to Stance. I, I got a, a, a friends and family code on a whole bunch of pairs on, 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 on an order, and I bought a bunch of different types of pairs. I haven't had Stance socks since, like, the early, you know, pr screen printed. I have, like, a Jerry West yeah. uh, socks, like, very old 2013 Stance socks. Wow. So I've, I haven't had, like, a modern Stance in a long time so the, their little pull tab heel tab ones they really do sit perfectly below the ankle and if, if there's a little bit of back to the shoe like a pull tab 
or it goes a little bit up like a basketball shoe typically does, you can't see it. So as long as you have a good like U shape, mm-hmm. which most basketball shoes do, you can't see it, doesn't slip, very comfortable. This is not a paid advertisement for stance. But as somebody who's wearing Supreme Hanes socks right now that keep slipping and they're really crappy, they just say Supreme on them, so people buy them. I am people. It's all right. There's a huge difference I am between people. the stance. Yeah. Huge does. difference between the stance socks that are at 20 bucks for a good pair versus these Hanes Supreme $20 <laughs> socks. So. Do they still have shape to them? Or are they getting a little floppy? Ah, uh, let's – let's uh. I mean, it's it's a pretty it's floppy. Skin floppy. It's definitely. Yeah. A, at least I've seen uh, better damn days. Right flaccid. <laughs> yeah, damn right, flaccid. Um, they've seen better days. Just leave it to row it. <laughs> but uh, I believe it's the Stance Sports Tab. That's what ah. they're called. I have no idea. But if you're in the market, especially if you're somebody like Mike or myself, who is now diversifying their shoe collection more. Sometimes you don't want a Nike sock. Mike, I saw you wearing an Adidas sock. Well, wear weights. They don't make a wear weights sock. I didn't want to. That's the only black sock I have. But that's when you. Mike's ready to go to Wade. I forgot what shoe it was, but I remember seeing Mike. Like I should text him and say something. Oh, wait for it. Like, come on, Robbie. I know it's coming eventually. I was like, bro. Days later, though, it's still in my mind. I was like, I don't have any other. Leaning. Leaning. Come on. We'll get you a friend and family. He's probably the most prolific North American influencer with regards to your product. Get this man some black socks. Yeah, no, we'll get Mike um, a friends and family stance code. Yeah, I got to I got to reach out to the, and, the stance. Come uh, like I... Then it's equal opportunity. You're an equal opportunity shoe sure. person cuz yeah. if you can't see them and if it's stance, they don't make shoes. No feelings yeah. hurt. No Robbie thinking about it 3 days <laughs> later. Holding it into his core. Like, I can't believe you did that. Right? <laughs> I wanted to wait to an appropriate time instead of just like T- texting you out, out of the, the blue. Public. That's what <laughs> the wows are cool, though. I, I-, I have to say, um, we had Shanghai Soul on yeah. the podcast with Nick and I, and we were talking about how difficult way of wades are to get really across the world. That's what I learned. Uh, that was my big takeaway, that it's not easy anywhere. And Mike over here stunned with the free pair, the uh, all black with a little bit of 3M. A little bit. Fire. It's good looking like shoe. Something like my daddy. So speaking of daddy, um, do we have any reviews? Like, where we're going with this? Kind of... <laughs> uh, let me check. Speaking of daddy, hey. have you seen David Hasselhoff? I'm just oh please! I'm I really want there to be a review after that runway. So let's see. Uh, like I'm checking the Nosferatu's we're daddy. St- we're still kind of living on our yesterdays. Everybody still loves that Russ interview that Dang. we did during. South by sneakers or whatever the copyrighted name that we were not allowed to call it, but I'll check an audible just to be sure. Nope. No reviews at all. You people, you hurt me in the heart. And I know I said I want reviews and I would like them to be good, but at this point we'll take, no, I still want great (laughs) reviews. I want five stars. Give us five stars. You can trash us in the actual review. You can say, I'm terrible. I know next to nothing about shoes or basketball. I won't take an offense. Just give me the five stars. Or even my grandson is really good on I'll the show. Like, Whoever yeah. grandma it is. Grandmothers, aunts, uncles. I don't I have no shame. Mother, go ahead. Hit that uh, subs- uh, subscribe. Well, she already subscribed, but let's go ahead and just put a comment. You can embarrass me as much as you want. Mike, I'm ready for your future daughter to write us an illustrious review when she is delivered she's, to she's us. Like, you have to listen to him, too? That's so what's gonna, my, my kids are like... You guys are great. You have to listen yeah. to them on, on purpose. Isn't that what you do? Isn't that what you do for new new uh, new babies in 2021? You just start an Apple ID for them so they can Absolutely. just leave you a review on your podcast. Second they're born, gift listen, to everybody just, and a gift to you. We're and no a longer ruining their credit. <laughs> we're just increasing their digital presence. Ruining their integrity. That's yeah. what we're doing. Go there. Be somebody. Go out. <laughs> no. You can have ruined integrity and still buy a house or a car, but we're not making the mistakes of last generation. We're ruining these kids' credit by opening up credit cards in their name. No, sir. I saw my episodes of Blackish. I know how the process works now. Fantastic show, by the way. Yeah. Let's let's not do that. Let's talk about shoes. Let's talk about shoes, baby. Um, Let's talk about shoes. And the first one I want to bring up, I know both of you 
have probably seen this and both of you care about soccer and I don't. So even if you haven't seen it, you're going to know what it is instantly. There's a Nike SB Dunk mm -hmm. Barcelona dropping. Yep. You haven't seen it yet? I don't get soccer. I have not. Uh, this is news to me. Ooh. Close your eyes and imagine yeah. Barcelona. Ooh. Is Moon Barcelona Bueno. good? They're really good. Are they Barcelona. still good? Barcelona is kind of in what I would say, uh, Robbie, is they're in their mm -hmm. transition stage where they don't know how much longer they have Messi. Mm -hmm. Messi wants to leave at the end of this year, but depends on how they re-up and how they recruit other global talent. We'll see. But these these are nice. SB Dunks, I mean, I know that we keep talking about the fact that this is the shoe du jour, but between this and the P-Rods, I'm, I'm kind of checking for these now. -Rods. Don't know how I'm going to get them. I'll take the Barcelonas. Again, don't know how I'm going to get them, but be nice. It would be nice. These are definitely the only soccer shoe I want to say ever that might nope, be. you're really lying cool. because Mamba Curio, I know you I love them. Boom. Oh, yeah, see. Already, already <laughs> correct. Um, then first one in a long time. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the last Boom. one before Mike Hilton. Got you, sorry, got you. Don't but, worry. Uh, but, but very interesting. Um, listen. listen, listening. What's up? <laughs> I was just gonna say this. Mike is rocking the Spanish yep. national team jersey, so he is the preliminary soccer expert. So I'll defer to him with regards to all <laughs> Barcelona-related opinions. But that being said, I. I don't know. I felt like the there was a sportswear shoe that Ronaldinho was unofficially affiliated with. But yeah, Mamba Curiel, I think probably Kobe's done more to raise the profile of the beautiful game here in the States than any other North American celebrity that I can think of. And I think just that linkage between those two sports, we kind of had that aha moment of like, holy crap, these are a lot more similar, uh, similar than different. Yeah. So. And I like this forward, like this, this way that Nike's bringing the soccer back because it was what I want to say. 2015, 2016, 2017. Uh, Roy, you can probably remember better than I can, but there was the models that Nike had. They were like the like high top fly knit sock. They were doing. I, they were pretty cool couple models, but they were just not very practical to wear normally. Are you talking about? Yeah, the I think it was like the, the yeah. No. They were a cool shoe. It was the Cristiano. It was the Ronaldo. Is a lava pack. Uh, there's like a lava oh, no. cleat, a lava um, chucka. I always thought he was more of a hater than a lava. But... Right? Ah, <laughs> nice. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want to touch Ronaldo's sexual history with the stick. Um, nope. So uh, I'm staying away from that. Um, I, I think the other thing that's interesting as well is Barcelona has always been the Nike club team to get that cross-promotional love because we've also talked about not just the Mamba Curios, but Kobe had a couple of Barcelona colorways in the early part of his or the middle part of his line. And it's interesting to me that well, are we going to see that love because Barcelona is as close to a one club, one brand team that we've seen in the last couple of years because even the likes of previous Nike stalwarts like Manchester United and Arsenal have kind of switched. And similarly, Adidas has dropped Chelsea and Liverpool and they're now with Nike. So Maybe that's why Barcelona always gets this added advantage because they're the ones yeah. that suck around. It makes sense. I mean, hang around long enough, you start seeing some dope stuff out there. I mean, Ronaldo has always had some pretty cool things coming. Like his, what, Air Force Ones, like the cracked gold uh, swoosh on them, which were impossible to get. His patchwork 97s that were in the uh, Portugal color. I mean, there, there's some dope soccer collabs, which I think we have a whole episode we can do another day, just soccer collabs. Maybe a starting five. Boom. Hey. Parting thought. Do either one of you own a pair of Nike street uh, soccer please. shoes? I have a pair. Okay. They are the, I forgot what they're called, but they're the flat ground Andrea Pirlo Vino. And I've spoken to those shoes before, but they're the color of a nice Ooh. red Merlot. Maybe uh, hopefully I got that right for all our wine, Pinky wine nerds that are also listening. <laughs> the, yeah, the Merlin out, and then also the fact that the packaging is fantastic. It's literally packaged like a wine bottle, so you open it up and it's got the little frilly cork things. And I'm just like, this is a story that Nike has yeah. told brilliantly. So that's really cool. No, never one of the best much. kind of leaving that that thought about street shoes were the like the Tiempo J Pack. I wish I could have got those. Mm -hmm. That was about what 2014, 2015, I think. 
Very nice shoe. They do things like this. <laughs> They're okay. So, um, yeah, very, very particular shoes. I've never owned a pair. Never quite thought of it. But here's another shoe I've never owned. Never quite thought of it. But Mike's going to be talking about it later. Uh, the Reebok Insta Pump Fury comes back on mm. May 15th in the Citron colorway. So easily the most recognizable colorway of the Insta Pump Fury. I am inter interested in it for the first time because of how I've enjoyed various Reebok models over the last year or so. So now I'm kind of I'm, I'm more interested than I've ever have been. So I think that's a, a really cool, fun release. But one that releases pretty um, regularly, am I right? They, they usually have a constant flow of the Insta Pump Furies in various colorways. Uh, when it comes to the OGs, I would say probably every three to five years they rotate them. It's kind of like a Jordan 1 rotation. You see them pop up every so often. Um, because I, the last one they did, I like I liked lovingly rec uh, refer to it as the Gundam colorway. That's the very similar color to the Air Max 98 Gundam. They did that one 2019. And then now they did the Insta Pump, uh, the, the Citroen color with the collaboration with Adidas, of course. And now they're bringing back the original model. But typically, once they release them, they're going to hang around for about a year because they do produce, typically produce a lot of them where you can get your hands on them. But um, they're kind of pricey. I will say for, for a shoe that was what? Uh, early 90s 160 180 bucks is kind of pricey but it's a cool shoe you can typically catch it on sale though i would say wait catch it on sale because it's definitely very possible but worth the buy okay that's what i was going to ask you mike because i know you and robbie are kind of my reebok go-to guys but it always seems that the insta pumps kind of mm -hmm. stay a little bit longer on the shelves than i think reebok probably wants but it's a great shoe. It's definitely one of those eye-catching ones that if you wear it, you get ready to have Facts. conversations with every Facts. stranger that you pass. one of the most beautiful pass. shoes created by the good old uh, Stephen Smith. I mean, you, you can't be mad at that. Not at all. Speaking of shoes you're going to see in the streets a lot, we have the Air Jordan 1 Shadow 2.0 releasing this weekend. You really shouldn't need too much of a visual, but if you're not familiar with it, it's a riff on the 1985 OG High Shadow, as it was affectionately called. This one, though, seems to bleed in two different versions of the Shadow. So you have like the materials of what looks mm -hmm. to be more of the 2009 Shadow 9 with the construction or build of the more recent shadow which i believe is 2016 or 17. i think it might have been 16. The last shoes, right there. yeah um so it's a mixture of those two but in a color blocking that's never been seen yeah. before with that color um, i'm trying to think of the best way it, it's kind of like a flip but it's ultimately not a flip As, i think the 2.0 nickname is a very yeah fitting nickname but uh you still is interested in these mike i know you a long time ago said I, I you were was i think i've seen more and more are they still I, some people have done reviews of them now and just seen them i've kind of lost a little interest on them um not they're not a bad looking shoe by any means i just they didn't wow like the the shadow the original shadow still wows me when i look at it, like wow i love this shoe this one didn't do it for me uh i know it is supposed to be if i'm not mistaken Supposed to be a, a sample of a of a shadow that was out in '85 that never released, but it just doesn't do it. I know we had a member of our Discord. I cannot remember who it was though, so forgive me. Who actually has one in hand and, and showed it in, in the pictures? It's just very clean shoe. You can never go wrong with that color blocking, but it just didn't didn't wow me the way I thought it did originally. So I'm glad I didn't try to pull that early trigger on it just to you know fulfill that need of beating the uh, the bots. But I can live without it. Same. I think I'm probably one of the only people that has Jordan 1 fatigue. So I'm going to pass on probably any Jordan 1 coming 
down the pipeline, except for yeah. maybe some OG ones. And if they're really adventurous and they're really tagging our conversations, if you guys do an origin story, Jordan one, again, I wouldn't mind breaking the bank for that, but at yeah. this point, who knows? I am still heavily invested in that train, the Jordan one train. There we go. Like, <laughs> annoyingly. So, uh, I mean, there's, I think I have yeah, like six unworn pairs of there, like five or six unworn pairs. And I'm definitely going to be trying to get these these shadows. They just don't... It's like somebody having a wine cellar in their house. And it's like, oh, these these age well. Oh, they really do. All really those do. Jordan 1s age well. You can't and, go wrong in it. It's just right now, I think Nike's on to the fact that we're all coveting them. So here comes yet another colorway. So Nothing gives me FOMO quite <laughs> like an Air Jordan 1. But it, for real, no. It gets like, even if I didn't love it, and I still don't love it. If I see it, oh, it happens to me all the time. It, damn, I, I just can't. And it's, it's like I, mean, I think I get so frustrated. It's not even like the fatigue. It's just a frustration of knowing that every time I try to enter Jordan One, I'm like, all right, am I just entering now because I'm upset, or do I want it? And I have to really just like really self-reflect and distinguish. All right, I'm not going to wear this as much as I think I will. Yeah, and it is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I'm glad we're kind of having this breakdown of what these shoes do to us because I think it is worth discussing because, oh, yeah, it's a timeless shoe. There's a reason why it still resonates with a lot of people. There's a reason why it did well in the last dance and the whole mythology of Jordan, but I don't know. So I'm glad that there's always the yin to my yang. So if I don't like it, I know Robbie is going to get them, and more importantly, I'll help give Robbie my access to sneakers to get those extra chances at hopefully getting one of these. Thank you, gentlemen. But it got me thinking about past. So, like, this is not the first time we've seen, like, a 2.0. There's been many times. These were the first ones I saw when I when I pulled out. But you have, like, the Royal 1.0 for intensive purposes. And then you have, like, the Royal 2.0, though they're called, like, the Hyper Royals, I believe. Um, it's ultimately the exact same color, the exact same three colors, mm-hmm. used in a very similar way, just flipped. You could even put these two next to a Chicago one and a bread Jordan one, and you have like four degrees of separation. I should have actually grabbed it. I don't have, I've really? still never had bread. You have Chicago ones? ones? Black and red ones. Yeah. Holy crap. I have bread toes. I have Chicago ones. I've had black toes. Good pair. I've had bread. I have bread toes. Hmm. Never just had bread. Um, Interesting. I did I have not top know that. Threes, but not bread. Every, every option but bread. And I haven't pulled the trigger because I know they're going to come back in like two years. At last. I, I mean, mean, at least. You can get the patent ones that come out this say. year. They'll be back. <laughs> that was such a hard no. 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 <laughs> no. Now, Robbie. <laughs> I mean, Robbie's I'll probably. Diet. Eat no bread. No bread. No, it's completely different. I'll try, I'll try to buy them, yeah, but it's still not the same. I mean,. Like the Royal One will always be the Royal One. It could be a mid top. It can be patent. It can be bejeweled. It doesn't yep. matter. It's not the one. Like this is the Jordan One Royal, period. So it's like the shadow is interest. Interestingly enough, in that same kind of boat, being an OG, being a shoe that's color blocked the exact same way as this. I wonder if people think either the 2.0 is silly because it's it's not the original oh you're trying to bite this rehash something to rehash it or if the new kids the new generation just think it's cool and they're not emotionally invested to an 85 like maybe people our age are or older to them it's just oh those are those are like shadows but new there's nothing wrong with the new generation that's why there's never the same boy band there's, there's a different boy band every decade right or a different pop band every decade there has to be a new generation's flavor but that flavor still has to exist I, you still have to have that same type of music out there so it got me thinking about how shoes can be different and the same it could be materials it can be colorways it can be flip-flopping the colorways so that kind of leads us to our main topic here we each have a pair of shoes a group of shoes one or two pairs that 
are either cousins. Maybe you go to a party and they're two friends and they're like, hey, we're cousins. And you know they're not really cousins. It could be that. It could be real blood cousins. It could be cousin second removed. It could be brother sister. These are all Eskimo weird shoe cousins. analogies. Eskimo cousin shoes. They both hit the same thing. And now they both all right. we have a piece come of on each down. other. That's, it's getting weirder. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's going the wrong way with that. But you, you get what I'm saying. I when I open my mouth. Shoes that are the same but different, as the kids would say. So, Rowan, since you got the dirty mouth, let's, let's just have you keep going in the dirty Absolutely. mind. Let's have you so start off I, with two shoes. I think per kind of our pre-show meeting, I've probably got the shoes that are probably freshest in my mind from just a basketball performance perspective, and that is the Kyrie 2. The first shoe I was going to look at was the What the Kyrie 2. Now, what was interesting to me about this shoe when it first came out and then upon further introspection is the fact that when we think of what does, we always think about the colors being out there. It truly is an amalgamation of every single colorway that precedes it. And at the best of times, it looks like a suicide slushy where you've got all the different flavors mixed in. And at the worst times, it's just like, oh my God, that literally looks like barf. Now, what was special about the Kyrie 2 was the fact that Leo Chang, if I remember correctly, said he wanted to focus more on the different materials. So this shoe, the North American colorway, was pretty white, pretty ivory. But the materials that are on the actual shoe itself, the different midsole, the different bottoms of it, feel a lot different than some of the other Kyrie 2s that I had kind of gotten used to. And I've got to think a pair of fours, uh, four Kyrie 2s. So the other one I wanted to kind of compare this to was what I guess some people might consider the pinnacle of the Kyrie 2, which is the Game 7 Four Wins Pack. And kind of having that discussion with you guys before this call got live it was really interesting to me because I swear this shoe feels like it has more zoom in it. And maybe that was because of the fact mm -hmm. that it was built for the rigors of playoff basketball. I know that the corresponding shoe with this was the Nike LeBron soldier. And we always know famously that LeBron changes shoes for the postseason. So my thought was maybe there was a subliminal or subconscious way of also kind of giving this shoe the same external feel, but inside it's a completely different shoe. It's got a little more comfort. Maybe it's built for a little bit more endurance, but that's kind of what I was going with when you first brought this prompt to us. Hmm, that's pretty cool. See, I, I would guess that I would make the assumption that because those playoff packs or the championship packs were a, uh, were PEs that maybe there's a little bit extra oomph into them. Um, because, I mean, Nike used to do it. They don't do it anymore, but the playoff version of the sneakers where they had just a little bit more tech in them. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me if they stuck a little mimic what Kyrie was actually wearing closer to what the retail version is. And I think as well to your point, we'd always seen that familiar motif of superheroes mm -hmm. come postseason time. But what I kind of appreciated about this, and Robbie, I think you had a couple of these packs as well, was the fact that they took a different approach with this game seven pack, maybe, or the four wins pack, maybe because of the fact that the achievement that's associated with those four wins was so monumental. They thought let's reinvent the wheel because it's a lot of tasteful artwork. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of imagery in and around that greater Cleveland area. And for a lot of people, it might be the most memorable championship a team has in the last 15 years. So I think Nike did a great job with this, but then I also kind of wonder like, why not tell the people that? Because if for no other reason, you can at least maybe have a little bit of an upcharge and say, hey, see, these are the shoes that Kyrie actually wore. And it's got the added benefit of the added zoom or other technical specifications. So I don't know. It's a really fantastic concept. And I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say on it, because it was definitely something that made me want to scratch my head and go, hmm. I've I mean, I do have a couple. I have had a couple of those packs. And I never felt a difference between them, but everybody's feet are different. So who knows? Uh, but what is cool and wrote, you brought this point up is like, it is like a superhero moment and it is like the, one of the more like monolithic championships ever. And so often what the shoes mean never match up to like what they mean to you because you can never acquire them so like they can you can think they're the coolest things ever but if you can never have them they're just kind of like a lot like a lofty dream yeah. right and aspirational yep. maybe if i had 
thousands and thousands of dollars or if I was friends with Kyrie, I would have those. But Nike commemorated that moment perfectly by literally giving you the shoes from those games. And that's so rare. Like, you were also interested in the Luca 35s, 35 loaves. Like, that's a shoe that Luca wears. You're now more interested in, I've never heard you say, the 35 is really all that cool. But I know you like Luca, so having that connection with what he's playing in while he's killing it and owning a piece of it in your own closet, infinitely cooler. This cool factor out the wazoo. Exactly. And the piece de resist- resistance, if you will, on this theory is what won the LeBron watch this year, the tournament, right? Wasn't yep. it the ring ceremony tens? And that was the same thing where we all saw that shoe the day the Heat got their rings and it was just, holy crap. And you could kind of create it on that version of Nike ID for that particular LeBron model. But it's really awesome that that shoe is releasing and it's giving us those type of moments because we get so caught up in the seasonal stuff, right? The Christmas, the all-star, whatever. But to Robbie's point and to the point that you've also made it a couple other times, Mike, very rarely do we get those championship moments where the shoe is so f- featured prominently. Like, what's the Craig, uh, Craig Elo 4 that Jordan was wearing when he hit the shot? I'm not, I know oh, somebody knows the four. answer to this. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just that type of mentality, that type of moment that you mm-hmm. kind of want to bond with people. So when you have those random conversations with strangers, you have that initial commonality between mm-hmm. the two or three of you. So what's crazy is that it has to be about the new school for the shadow 2.0s because the shadow 1.0 it has always looked cool but there's really no mj moments yeah in the shadows at all it's just always been like the cool third black jordan one black gray black blue black red so um, the fact that like jordan i guess it's his mystique and his and, and the weight that comes with his name is so strong that you can have like 2.0s of like shoes that really don't even have a backstory other than that yeah. shoe is cool like Kyrie has hitting one of the biggest shots of all time and i bet you you can get that game 7 pack for cheaper than you can get a pair of shadow jordan 1s exactly and there's like no memory associated with it I get, I, one question I would ask, and maybe this is overtly simplistic, but my thought is if you call something the Shadow 2.0 or the whatever 2.0, there's almost this implicit thought in my mind that there is some sort of update to the materials or the tech. But if I'm understanding you guys correctly, there isn't any sort of concept like that. It's just Shadow 2.0 because it's based on the colorway and not the actual technology behind the shoe. Yep. And I feel like that started happening that those names of the uh... – the Jordan ones happen after the shattered backboards. Once you have the shattered backboard one, oh, the one as in the Chicago colorway is 2.0, then 3.0, and we're I guess there's a 4.0 coming. But that's kind of been a trend since that shoe came out. I have, I don't remember anything before that really taking that that same lead. So it's just something that's really, I think it pulls on. I don't want to say the heartstrings because I don't think there's any really emotional attachment because like I said, there's no story to the shadow. It's just a cool shoe. Um, but I think it pulls on the heartstrings of those people who missed out on the last ones. Like, oh, you can't buy a Shadow One OG, you know, one because it's thousands of dollars, you know, two, three thousand dollars. But you have a chance to get this one for one hundred eighty, so we call it two point You feel like you're included into this group of people who have this. So I think that's more of the marketing technique as opposed to, oh, it's not continuing anything because I even with the Shadow Backboard, it didn't continue a story because he didn't he didn't wear any of those. He just wore that color jersey. So it didn't mm-hmm. it didn't do anything. It just made you feel like you had a chance of getting something that was in that group of exclusivity. For sure. And maybe it just makes our shoe categorization even more complex now because you've got the Jordan 1, yeah. Shadow 1.0, Shadow 2.0. So it's almost the Dewey Decimal System come to life for shoes. Right? Like, I can't even imagine. I think it makes it easier. <laughs> I think it makes it easier. Strong loved ones. We'll have to ask him next <laughs> year. Not? It's like 1A, 1B, 1C. Yeah. But it's like a living, like, breathing book. I mean, because what? I guess this has to be a three coming next. I mean, I mean, I guess they don't have to, but you just make an assumption. It's really, really cool how a shoe can just 
keep its power for it is looking good. Like I think yeah. of how many shoes, so many shoes it's throughout. My, I can't even think of this like Vans, one-off Vans. I've only seen one time ever. Mm -hmm. Like man, those are cool shoes. And they they release one time, or maybe they retro forty years after they release. But just like the fact, it's so cool that Jordans can keep dropping in cool colors just because they're cool. Yeah. I have these really cool Vans Baston Salad Bansies and like cream and coffee. Ooh. Super duper cool. And I've never seen that shoe ever again. If that pair of Vans released right now in 2021, I would buy it in a heartbeat, even though I haven't gotten like a signature pair of Vans since probably those Baston Salad Bansies in 2002 yeah. or whatever year it was. But like a colorway, if it's so good, like it can just stick in your brain. And. It's really cool that like it can keep surviving, and I'm just gonna keep saying really cool because I'm from the 1960s, which is cool <laughs> no stuff. Wrong with that. Um, not at all. I mean, and we've got the Miami Knights call, coming, right? That's the first instance of that really cool shoe, mm -hmm. as Robbie's coined it, for LeBron, where we all wanted that shoe. Yep. But the ice cream on the ice cream on top of the slice of cake is that it's so cool that you can have offspring of it. Mm -hmm. And just, yep. I love seeing somebody like a, a preteen or a teenager rocking like a, a good, I guess the, everything's resellable, but like yeah. wearing a UNC Jordan one, mm -hmm. uh, in our Saturday call we had on, um, zoom that we have in our discord. Uh, one of our members is an authenticator for sneaker con and the two most authenticated pairs he's seen recently are the UNC one and four. And I, and that, that makes me sad because I would much rather see both of those shoes on the feet of a 12 to 19 year old, just like feeling cool, feeling like a million bucks because they have a good looking pair of Jordan ones. It, it, it'll change your life better than drugs. Go, <laughs> go get a good pair of looking Jordan ones, like crack. put them on. No, it, yeah, kind of, <laughs> it makes you feel good. <laughs> I need another one. No, but that, that color brings me right back to like what, 2002, 2003, like when Dada was hot. And, you know, that light blue color was on everything. I mean, I love like, I love University of Blue back in like my, in the middle school, beginning of high school days. It's like the only color I wanted to wear. And that brings me right back to that time. So you kind of, I see what you're saying. Like preteens, teenagers can be able to just enjoy like that sneaker, just not, it, sh it should be available to them. But well, again, I'm not going to go down that tangent. That's when the roots grow. Mm -hmm. These are my sneaker roots. These are when they start <laughs> sprouting out. They start sprouting out. Because, I mean, then you have, let us keep talking about colorways and PEs. So it's like, okay, so both Jordan 13s, I'm going to make my screen bigger. Um, so both Jordan 13s, right? Kevin Martin, Quentin Richardson. Mm -hmm. When we were all growing up at various parts, they played at different times, like Quentin Richardson first, yeah. then. Kevin Martin. I remember seeing both of these shoes on their feet. I remember seeing these underneath an article from Russ in Slam Magazine. I remember seeing these on like nice kicks, uh, kicks on court. Mm -hmm. Like Mike and I were talking an episode or so ago about um, celebrity sneaker stalker and how like you, you remember those things. And both of these shoes, I remember seeing them and they're both, Ultimately, it is flips of Jordans that have already dropped. These are the flips on the bread, and these are a flip on the flints. So, again, OG Jordans, like the Shadows, releasing in like a 2.0 or an alternate version. Alternate's a really popular title for 2.0 instead of saying yeah. that. Or, you know, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like you can do stuff like this where you have the memory. It's not even a big primetime player. Like... We only know Quentin Richardson still and Kevin Martin still because of shoes like these, mm -hmm. right? Like, if they didn't have these on foot, Kevin Martin just scored 20 points a game for a couple of years and had a funky jump shot. Quentin Richardson, you remember the knuckleheads. the Clippers, knuckleheads, and hitting some threes in, you know, in Phoenix with Steve Nash, like, and Orlando garbage time, and I think Nick garbage time, too. Right? Like, he really wasn't a standout player. But these shoes are so freaking standout 
They can be alternates or 2.0s. They call these the blue breads or reverse <laughs> breads. Reverse is another popular yeah. like moniker. So it's like you can do so much with a good pair of shoes, a good colorway, a good design, and just put a spin on it, put a player spin on it, put a memory. So have your nostalgia put a spin on it for you. And you have retail gold 20 years later. It's crazy. I hate when you pull those 13s out because every time I see them, I'm like, I want to go buy them. <laughs> I'm like, nope, not going to, but I just I, love I looking to, at them. I have to admit. That is these, a fantastic shoe. It is such it is such a good looking pair yeah. of 13s. One one must admit. Very, very, that's, you know, very straight beautiful. Up. I haven't worn them yet. You haven't yet. worn them yet? Oh, dude. I have, so, two, I have so many dead stock shoes in this house right now. Dead stock poppy. AKA. They gotta get in line. Get... But dude, I just think of. But I wore the Royals for a week straight. Like these like, were on for a week straight. Kevin right. Martin when he played for the Rockets. That's that's what I remember. Like Rockets is my team, even though I've kind of denounced them right now because they're absolute a flaming dumpster. But um, that's I just remember that where him wearing that shoe is just is very vivid. And those old jerseys where they had like the uh, gray like two stripes underneath the arms when you know T Max still played there. Mm-hmm. It's, but I love it. I love being able to get those. I, I have what I call it uh, PE lights earlier. When we're talking about the uh, Ray Allen's, the Lucky Greens. It's just a, it's a light version that I can afford. I'm not having to go out and try to spend X amount of dollars on someone's PE. I know I can't fit, but I can have that same feeling and nostalgia. I got that same feeling of oh, I remember seeing something so close to this on foot, and I get to have it now X amount of years later. That's cool with me. I don't, it didn't have to be the exact thing. I don't need a signature on it, but the fact that I get something very, very similar, I, I'm cool with. Shoes make the person. In this case, it makes for obscure swingmen from the early aughts that we all have a certain reverence for. And we're going to continue to see that. I think what will happen is the next logical progression of this is when we see some of the brands that are coming from China that are taking some of the more unique players in the NBA and kind of giving the Kent Bazemores a shot like Under Armour kind of did, even though they're not a Chinese brand. But that's what's going to cause people to remember not only different eras, but different players, and then more importantly, different shoes, which feeds back into the community, feeds back into this thing that we call our own. So, And what's even more important when you tie it back to memory is like Mike has very strong Kevin Martin Rockets ties because mm-hmm. he's a Rockets yes. fan. Everybody and their mom outside of Houston is happy that there isn't a Kevin Martin logo on there. Or a Quentin Richardson yeah. for the Orlando. Or the Mellow 13s yep. from his high school years. Or the Chris Paul 13s from... It's always the 13s. It's a great PE, the by Chris the way. Paul 13s are always a solid PE. It's one of the best, man. Mm-hmm. You can do anything with it. I, I think, think I so brought too. that up in the past, yeah. but you can make it... Make it's it also funky. got good replay value, right? Some of the older shoes, they look great on feet, but they kind of butcher them after a wear. I feel like the 13 has a modern sensibility to it where it doesn't look, mm-hmm. it's a timeless shoe in a sense. It doesn't look out of place now. So if that was, let's say, the new Zion shoe, like that's the Zion 3 and we had the Men in Black Neuralizer wipe away our memories of the 13, we wouldn't bat an eyelid and say that's an yeah. obscure design. It makes sense. Yeah. And to your point and your point, Mike and Nick, or sorry, and Robbie and Nick, Robbie and Mike. <laughs> I'll get all of the sneaker history members out there. It's just so much you can pair with. And I think my natural thought with the 13 is I think more, the player editions did more for that shoe than Jordan ever did. And I get some of that is logistically there. But yeah, every memory I have of the 13 now, obviously, is more attributed with a modern player or a player that is closer to relevancy than Jordan was because yeah. Jordan's no longer in the league. Oof, that's that's a that's a heated it's, statement. It's not wrong though. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- the playoff thirteen. Well, the we playoff thirteen the is here. the thirteen. Like that's that's a yeah. That, that's that, I think that's a very good argument to have later. I'm not really even particularly for the Michael Jordan colorways over them, but I would take that stance just to for the <laughs> exercise. And I tend to be. Mis- <laughs> I tend to be Mr. OG. I'm not trying to break the bank for a colorway that's newer, has weird connotations to how it came about, but the 13 is something that I can make an exception for because for whatever reason, 
ballers, hoopers gravitate towards that shoe in a way we don't see with maybe the exceptions of the three, the four, and the 11. And yeah, I think when it's all said and done, it's probably one of those shoes that's a little bit higher in the hierarchy of Jordans just because of the fact that we've taken it for granted. And we also place a greater deal of relevance to the Holy Trinity yeah. of the three, four, eleven. I would definitely say it's in that second or third tier. If there's yeah, if there's sure. six, damn, I don't... that's a whole <laughs> other episode four. again. It's the fourth on Mount. Ru- no, sorry, it's the fifth because we can't forget the uh, one. We now have to have a power ranking out. or a tier list. Like a every sports host has a, a tiers. Yeah. So like you have the 2009s and the 22s yeah. and stuff like that at the bottom, et cetera, et cetera. We're gonna go way, way over yeah. if you even open up that can of worms. So we're gonna reel that one back in, but oof, it, that'd be we're gonna do that. Like, <laughs> listeners, come back in about a month. We got you on that topic. But if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the Sneaker History Channel. The dot 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 point 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 point. Um, click the like button. It really helps. Even if you just watch for a little bit, watch the whole thing. But if you only have a little bit of time, pop in there for a minute or two, give us a thumbs up. Maybe just keep it playing and walk away when you have your other thing to do. Your dog or your cat might like watching TV. Just open up the YouTube app. I know a lot of people turn the TV on for their pets when they're out of, when they're out of the house. So oh, really, turn the sneaker history. Oh yeah, you haven't done that. No, no, I don't we, do it personally. Uh, we, we try to reduce the cat screen time at this. Point. Yeah, my cats are intellectuals, so they read. Um, but uh, it's just do whatever you can to support the Sneaker History channel. Again, we haven't had a review in a little bit of time, so please go to Audible or Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. But I'm Robbie. Make sure you're following the Sneaker History page, really, on all major platforms at Sneaker History. Yeah. Mike, where can they Sneaker find History, you? Of course, find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789 and on YouTube at Mike Guillory. Row it. Tell them where you are, bud. On Twitter, Rohizi. On Instagram, row it M13. And just affiliated with that Sneaker History crew. That's why we're here. Yes, sirs. Sires. Well, you can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. And I'm going to leave because I'm awkward at goodbyes. So peace. <laughs> See you. There it is. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, And we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.